fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome into the program. It is a Friday. You finally made it to the end of the week. You're excited. I'm excited. You scream, I scream. We all scream for ice cream. Welcome into the show and get you wrapped up for the day. What do you say? It is the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Your Millennial General doing what we do best here on the program each and every day. A lot of stuff to talk about today. A lot of craziness in the world. A lot of things to laugh about, poke fun at. I mean, you gotta you gotta keep politics lighthearted a little bit. It's very frustrating at times. It's very emotional at times, and sometimes you just need to keep things a little bit lighthearted. Bottom of the hour, we have Paul Mango on the air. He is an author of the book Operation Warp Speed. Does that sound familiar? The opera inside the operation that beat COVID, the critics and the odds. We'll talk with uh, one of the co-authors, of that Paul Mango, the former deputy chief of staff at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Say what? So we'll talk about that. What really happened inside Operation Warp Speed? How did that operation go down? And we'll talk about the differences between the Trump and the Biden administration reactions to the COVID-19 pandemic. So that'll be a fun conversation to wrap up your week today. Although I think this will probably be more appropriate because I think this will be the best way to send you off into the weekend for those that are maybe just getting off work or preparing to get off work or trying to just figure out what you're going to do for the weekend. If you want to feel good about yourself, maybe you've had a rough day. You know what? Oh, I was kind of a brain dead one here. I'm a blonde or a ditz here. And I can say that because I'm a blonde and I am a major blonde ditz at many times. So I'm justified in saying that. But if you feel like that once in a while, or if you're just tired of banging your head against the wall against the left side of the aisle, <laughs> maybe you should just feel better about yourself a little bit because you're not this guy. What am I doing right now? I'm pumping my gas and I'm fighting systemic racism and I'm saving lives. I will gladly pay more money for my gas as long as Donald Trump is not in the White House. If you have a problem with paying more for gas, then maybe you're just homophobic and you're a bigot. You know, I'm protecting our democracy right now. And I'm fighting for Ukraine. What are you doing? You anti-vax conspiracy theorist? You science denier? What are you doing? Nothing! Nothing! <laughs> now, to put this into a vehicle perspective here for those that are driving, uh, that would be an individual who is wearing a mask, like a complete mask, like the like the head mask thing over his face while he's pumping gas. Still, this is, I mean, how far into the COVID pandemic? Still wearing that and apparently saving us from Russia and Ukraine. Saving us from homophobics and bigots or something because of high gas prices and we're the science deniers and the anti-vaxxers. Um, again, if you need a little boost in your life, like, hey, I'm not at the bottom of the totem pole. You just need to listen to that guy. So well done. That's the left-wing progressive base of the Democrat Party right now. Congratulations, buddy. You have officially made it onto the voice of reason as the crazy radical of the day. 
Welcome into the show. we got a lot to get to. There is a bit of a concern that is happening in the news right now, I guess in our latest in What's Trending. What's Trending Today. And it's a little bit concerning, a little bit scary, a little bit sad, a little bit funny all at the same time, but the Biden administration has now come out with, shocker, a new agency and department at the federal level, and normally we wouldn't really care because, well, the government does stupid government things, we'll just go on about our day. Here's why this matters. Now, we said at the beginning of this week when the uh, Twitter board accepted their offer to Elon Musk and it's set to go private for the social media site, the very first day we said this, what was going to be the response of Democrats? What was going to be the response of Washington, D.C.? What's going to be the response? Because the game has now changed. The evil white rich guy has beat them at their own game and the rules that they have established for the game that is called Society Today, where they play us like the pawns and they do certain things and they watch our reaction to gauge what we're doing and to create more control and to create fear tactics so that way we lean towards the government for more response. What's the response from social media becoming opened up again for free speech? They don't like free speech. They think that there's going to be a bunch of crazy radicals on there, which there already are. That would be them on their side of the aisle. So they need a new way to control. And then shortly after, they came out and said, well, you know what? We actually don't like the protections. Now, this is them fighting it for the last couple of years. And when Republicans were concerned about uh, censorship of social media, we said, hey, maybe we should get rid of the protection, Section 230 or whatever it is uh, that, that protects social media from uh, journalism or content creation versus just a platform to share content. And they're getting all these government protections based on them regulating what we're allowed and not allowed to have on social media. Democrats have fought it the whole time. No, there's nothing wrong here. There's nothing going on. Now, all of a sudden, poof, look at that. Now we need to start looking into this. We need to get rid of these protections. So that way they're liable for hate speech. It's on social media. Things have gotten worse. And I mean, way worse. Not even like the worst of this guy where he's already angry at the world for a whole lot of nothing. What am I doing right now? I'm pumping my gas and I'm fighting systemic racism and I'm saving lives. I will gladly pay more money for my gas as long as Donald Trump is not in the White House. If you have a problem with paying more for gas, then maybe you're just homophobic and you're a bigot. (laughs) I'm protecting our democracy right now. And I'm fighting for Ukraine. What are you doing? You anti-vax conspiracy theorist? You science denier? What are you doing? Nothing! Nothing! (laughs) That's going to be my new favorite audio clip from now on. That's even better than like a Joe Biden thing. I mean, this guy's nuts. He's a jackass. I I can't deny that one. So uh, even crazier than that right now, We have the Biden administration, who's already lost their marbles a long time ago, has now come out with a new uh, agency or department or board or something to regulate you and I because they're so scared of what's going to happen with social media opening up and people hearing content that they don't want to hear. Like, I don't know, a Hunter Biden laptop thing or collusion with the Biden family and with Russia or with China or with Ukraine or what the Obamas are doing or the uh, investigation into Hillary Clinton and the Durham investigation. They don't want any of that stuff out there. And the fact that average people can get this information and share it on social media for others to find and have it spread like fire and actually show the corruption... They don't want that stuff. So, of course, the new thing now today, according to the breaking news, is the Disinformation Governance Board to help, quote, according to Fox News, combat, quote, disinformation in the upcoming 2022 midterm elections. 
This, ladies and gentlemen, is the direct response to freedom on social media, to freedom on the interweb, and for Elon Musk purchasing Twitter and allowing people to actually have content on there that goes against the grain of the Democrat platform and against the corruption that goes on in Washington, D.C. This is how they respond by creating a disinformation governance board, meaning that if they deem something out there floating around media, floating around social media, floating around maybe talk radio, floating around the street corner, if they deem it to be misinformation... They don't like it. It goes against what they think is quote-unquote truth. They now have a disinformation governance board that's going to come down, lay the hammer down, and say you're not allowed to talk about that because you're spreading misinformation. Now, we knew it was going to get to this. The question was, when was it going to get to this? They despise anything that goes against what they think is quote-unquote misinformation. If we say there are only two genders out there, they say that is misinformation, and you get blocked off of social media for saying something like that because you're not allowed to. They have essentially created what every science fiction book, science fiction movie, science fiction video game has created for the future when you have a grand utopia of an agency or a governing body that tells you what you are allowed and not allowed to do. You ever see or ever read the book 1984? Did you ever watch the movie uh, Demolition Man? Did you ever say, oh, he cursed. There's a ticket that pops out right there. They heard it. Boom, you got to pay the ticket. Oh, you're carrying a firearm? Oh, ultra-masculinity? That movie was made in the 80s with Sylvester Stallone. Still a great movie, by the way. Super awesome, cheesy action 80 movies. That's what I'm all about, baby. But they've literally created it right now. They say it's to regulate disinformation for the 2022 election. They're scared of the information coming out during election season for the midterms where they're already down near 10 points, and now they don't want it to come out. They have created a fact czar in the White House. I'm telling you, Kevin McCarthy's come out and fighting this now, saying the same party that spent years promoting the Russia collusion hoax suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop story and equated parents to terrorists, believes it has the credibility to control your speech. Biden must immediately abandon his plan to create the Orwellian minister of truth. Now, that's a bold statement. Kevin McCarthy obviously trying to come back from his scandal where he got caught lying to the American public from talking about Donald Trump and leaving during the whole January 6th thing. So let's go to someone that I see even almost as more conservative than Kevin McCarthy in many aspects, and she's labeled as a Democrat. Former Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard out of Hawaii was on Fox News with Tucker Carlson and said this. Uh, this is the kind of thing that you see in dictatorships, this ministry of t- truth, this department of propaganda that the Biden administration has just stood up. And the reason why you see this in dictatorships is because they're afraid of us. They're afraid of the people. They're afraid that we might actually think for ourselves. And so now they've created this this body that will do two things. Number one, it'll use taxpayer dollars to uh, work through the mainstream media and flood the airwaves with whatever their propaganda narrative is that they're pushing at any given time and try to drown out anyone with alternate views. And number two, they will silence dissenting voices uh, through intimidation. Uh, This is, I think the thing to recognize with this, just real quick, is that this isn't something new. This is something that they have already been doing that's happening right now. The the only difference is they're formalizing it, making it official, which if there's a silver lining in this, it is they're revealing exactly who they are and why they're doing it, what they're trying to accomplish. And it allows us, the American people, to stand up and say, hey, you know what? 
we're not going to let you get away with this crap. We will take a stand. We will reject it. And we will throw out of office those who are continuing to uh, push and propagate this undemocratic anti-free speech mission. Whoa. Hey, Tulsi, can you just do us a favor and come over to the Republican side, please? Really, please. You spoke at the Conservative Political Action Conference. Do we agree on every single thing? No. You have some socialist tendencies on some economic things. But you know what? Uh, No one's going to ever agree on everything 110%. Come over to the Republican side. You went after Hillary Clinton, and she called you a Russian agent and a Russian spy. You went after the administration with the Bidens since the beginning, and they despise you, which is why you're no longer a congresswoman. Come over to this side, please. Just... Come over to the Republicans. We can disagree on 10%, 20% of the issues. We can get along and fight for rationale and the reasonable things. Then we can, she's, she, I got to say, Tulsi Gabbard is one of those where we could actually have a civil conversation about politics and disagree on a few things, but understand everybody's still moving forward in the generally positive direction. She's one of the few out there on the other side of the aisle that actually still has that. And God bless her for saying this because she's absolutely right. They have created a truth minister. The minister of truth out of the Biden administration, what you're allowed to say, what you're allowed to propagate, what you're allowed to spread as quote unquote information or fact. Guess what? You guys have created alternate truths and alternate realities. And now you're trying to say what is truth and what is reality and we're not buying it, but they're already doing it. We got no say. We got no warning. We had no approval. We had no voice on the thing on whether we are actually going to allow it or want it or not. They just poof did it. Came out on Wednesday and said, you know what? This is what we're doing. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said on Wednesday that they've created it days after Tesla CEO Elon Musk purchased Twitter. Their response to silence conservatives on social media because they're that scared. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here reminding you not only can you listen to the Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring the Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Uh, this is the kind of thing that you see in dictatorships, this ministry of t- truth, this department of propaganda that the Biden administration has just stood up. And the reason why you see this in dictatorships is because they're afraid of us. They're afraid of the people. They're Wow. I tell you, we've been saying for the last however many months now, for the last month or two during the whole Russia-Ukrainian war, that the strategy of the Putin administration in Russia and the strategy of the Biden administration here in the United States, unfortunately, has been similar. It's been identical. It's been parallel to exactly how they operate. I mean, between trying to silence information that they don't like out there to trying to push certain weird propaganda and the only things that they want to, how they try and push social uh, social issues, how they try and go bankrupt with their economic issues. I mean, how they uh, use the media for their own propaganda as a state-run media. It's been very sad, but it's been extremely similar to a T on exactly how they actually run, which is why I, it still boggles my mind when we have conservatives that are like, oh, we're supporting Russia because of all the corruption in Ukraine. Yeah, there's corruption in Ukraine, of course. What government doesn't have any corruption? But don't be siding with the communists, please. Don't be siding with a radical left-wing communist who's trying to reform the Soviets and who's a little unhinged because he's so paranoid that someone's trying to off him within his own government, which is very true, and he's going to lead himself to a delirious paranoia, kind of like what Stalin did back in the day as well, where he ended up getting poisoned. This dude is rabid, he's backed into a corner, and he's doing something dangerous. Now we have the reports where he's set to declare official war on Ukraine here in the coming days, which means now it's not just a conflict even though we've already lost, however, what, 20,000 soldiers for Russians? Even more than that, I think now. It's going to be an official war, so he can use the entire force of his military to do this. He's also, according to the dailystar.co.uk, uh, out of the UK, they're saying that he could uh, potentially declare war on others as well, including, obviously, Ukraine, that could lead to an official World War Three. Are we officially there? Are we there? Are we hitting a World War III right now? But the Biden administration now is not focused on that other than just saying, hey, we're going to spend a crap ton of money over there. He's now just saying we're going to create a disinformation governance board in the United States to decide what is acceptable, what is not acceptable, what is truth, what is not truth. Now, I don't want to get too philosophical on you here or spiritual or religious on you here, but... There are a lot of things to break down in this, is there not? If we're deciding what is truth and what's not truth, first off, everybody comes from different cultures, different backgrounds, different beliefs, different traditions. Who's to say what is truth and what is not truth? I find that relatively interesting. Now, obviously, those that are on the religious front, uh, this is a really telltale sign, too, and the truth will be presented in front of you, and no one's actually going to see it because we have the side that's trying to say that there are an infinite number of genders out there are now creating the board to tell you what is truth and what you're allowed to put on social media and what the media is allowed to say to you. 
which means we're now taking one step further towards not to be like the fear fear monger here but good golly this is running directly in sync with all the other sci-fi movies and books and, and scripts that we've read for years of what was going to come eventually of what's going to be allowed to be said what's going to be allowed to be thought and you can't say anything that goes against the state goes against the government because therefore you're spreading quote-unquote misinformation and it's going to start off slow it's going to start off like what they're concerned about here with misinformation about the voting elections and the election outcomes and and uh, potential rigging of the election system. If you mention any of that, boom, you're gone. Misinformation. If you mention anything about, well, maybe COVID's not as dangerous as what they said, or maybe you don't need to have to get a vaccine, boom, you're gone. Misinformation out there. Medical misinformation. They're going to start off small and just reinforce the things they've already tried to keep silence. But come on, government program that doesn't grow. A different platform doesn't seem to expand. They're going to branch out to even go bigger and better on their side and go into, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop. There's no such thing. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Not all to even talk about it. The Durham investigation with Clinton and the Russian collusion. and what? No, that's not even a thing. As Hillary said, at what point does it really matter at this time? Really? Welcome to the Disinformation Governance Board telling you how to think now because we're apparently in the 1984 book why the hell not right paul mango coming on the program right after the break stay here the voice of reason with andy hoosier hey it's andy hoosier you know when i get off the air every day the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over that's why now i'm so happy to say that the hoosier media network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts it's been a long time in the works and now you can finally enjoy more great content services and topical shows we're the safe space for alternative talk information and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates from holistic and alternative medicine discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program, halfway through the show already for a Friday today. We are all over the country, multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming, podcasting, hat tips to the Opslins. By the way, I had an email and a call yesterday of saying, hey, I was trying to find your video feed on the Opslens. What do you, is it Opslens? Yes, for those that don't know, Opslens is the social media site that picks up our video feed, broadcast it on their website, on their app, on their social media. You can find them, O-P-S-L-E-N-S.com, Ops, and then Lens, Opslens.com, O-P-S-L-E-N-S, and you can find them on all their social media. They, uh, I share it out from them, but you can find it. We get a lot of hits on there every single day in the thousands, so thank you for that. We love you guys to death, uh, plus the radio stations that are on on board with us too and TV. So we're all over the place, multiple platforms that you can watch us, and you can always subscribe to the podcast, The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier, on any of your favorite podcasting sites. I still, I love this. I love this guy. This is my new favorite radio clip. What am I doing right now? I'm pumping my gas and I'm fighting systemic racism. (laughs) 
All right. You know what? Fight your systemic racism, buddy. Whatever you want to do. Let's get into what's trending today. What's trending today? I am super honored to have on the program as we kind of shift gears a bit and talk about kind of a recap of what's gone on over the last couple of years. COVID-19, the pandemic. If you remember all the way back when, and I get that in politics we have a bit of a short memory span, short attention span. But if you remember during the Trump administration in 2020, when the pandemic was first starting and even really throughout that entire year for the most part, the Trump administration would hold these crazy two, three-hour-long press conferences every evening. And we had Operation Warp Speed that was going on that was headed up by Vice President Mike Pence, and he would give an update. Trump would go up there and talk about what he knew. He'd spar with the media a little bit. And I got to admit, it was probably one of the most transparent times that I have ever seen in a White House ever before because they just didn't care. They were getting massive ratings on media as well, which is why the media started cutting it off because they didn't want Trump to be spouting out his quote-unquote misinformation because they despised him so much. But Then the Biden administration came in. They tried to create a semi-similar operation when it came to illegal immigration, and Kamala Harris bombed it, so they kind of went to the wayside But these task force. But Vice President Mike Pence rocked that Operation Warp Speed and the task force to try and help states get the resources they need for COVID-19. So what was going on on the inside, and how has the two different administrations compared in trying to deal with some of these pandemics? Super happy to have on the program. He is the former Deputy Chief of Staff at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. He's also author of the book Warp Speed, Inside the Operation That Beat COVID, The Critics, and The Odds. It comes out in hardback on May 18th. Happy to have on the program Mr. Paul Mango here with us here. Paul, how are you, my friend? Hey, Andy. Great. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate you coming on here. Operation Warp Speed. Your thoughts, I mean, obviously being internally and watching how the operation went from the inside, was it a success overall by the end? Well, Andy, um, other folks, third parties have said it's the most successful biomedical initiative ever undertaken in the history of man, and that's the truth. Um, The last best time to bring a vaccine to market was four and a half years. Operation Warp Speed did it in 10 months, and there's been a number of studies that said, what is the impact of that? And I think that's what your listeners probably want to know. Well, the Commonwealth Fund uh, published a report on the first year anniversary of the vaccines going out in December of 2020. So they, they printed it in December of 2021. It said it prevented 1.1 million American deaths. So, um, you know, this was under President Trump's leadership. And as you said, uh, Vice President Mike Pence and Secretary Azar and it's a tribute to our great private sector. And I just want to say one thing about this, and this is the theme of the book. The federal government enabled the success of Operation Warp Speed, but America's great companies delivered that success. And I think the American people should feel very proud about uh, about that. Amen to that. It really does show the difference between how the Trump administration handled the pandemic and how the Biden administration has tried to handle the pandemic. And Trump got a lot of heat for this was that he didn't want to make an overbearing umbrella decision for everybody. Everybody needs to wear a mask. Everybody's going to have to get vaccinated. He didn't do that. He said, what resources do you need in your state? You as a state, make your own decisions. Do what you need. If you need more ventilators, we'll get you more ventilators. You need more masks, we'll get you more masks. You need more PPPs, we'll get you more PPPs. We'll we'll help and assist do all that. And that's what this operation was, as opposed to the Biden administration that's really like, hey, everybody needs to wear a mask. Everybody's got to get vaccinated. Everybody's got to do this. It's It really is a telltale difference between... Like you said, assisting the private sector to do what it does best and the private in the public sector trying to just take over the whole thing. 
Yeah, Andy, the contrast between the two administrations could not be more stark. And the reason Operation Warp Speed succeeded is because the president did precisely what you just mentioned, and that is he trusted the experts to get the work done. He didn't centralize anything. There were no authoritarian impulses. He didn't say, wait until the White House makes a decision to get things done. He trusted the team to get things done, did not micromanage, gave us the autonomy, and the team delivered. So that's precisely correct. And, you know, he was a private sector business person his whole career, and he had this inveterate belief in the private sector. He just assumed that they were going to be, they were going to deliver on this because he had seen it for 40 years. And uh, the current guy is fundamentally different, and uh, that's why they're failing right now. Yeah, that is very true. When uh, President Trump and the administration did come out with Operation Warp Speed, in a lot of Democrat states, especially New York, I remember right off the bat, no, we don't want your assistance. We don't want anything from you. We don't even want the ship that came in to try and be some additional beds or, or resources from us. How long did that last? And did they eventually come on board after seeing some of the response that uh, and success that they were seeing in other states? Well, well Andy, I like to use this term that... Um Governor Cuomo snubs his nose at the Trump dog food at night, but the bowl's always empty in the morning. <laughs> and, and what do I mean by that? Um, you know, he did in late of 2020, he did something that was absolutely ridiculous. He said, I don't trust these vaccines. So what I'm going to do is form my own committee after the FDA approves these. And I'm going to see if my New York state based committee thinks these vaccines are good. And then four months later, Andrew Cuomo was wondering, why are people vaccine hesitant? Hmm. Well, maybe it's because you tried to disparage these great vaccines early on for political purposes, and now you can't get New York State vaccinated. But uh, right up at the end, uh, he was uh, doing the same thing. But guess who got vaccinated first in New York State, right? Mm. Uh, So uh, it was him and his family. And remember that? He got his family members in there first. So, again, he uh, snubbed his nose at the Trump dog food at night, but the bowl's always empty in the morning. I love that analogy. I've never heard that one before. That's a good one. We're talking with a former Deputy Chief of Staff at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Paul Mango, author of the upcoming book, Warp Speed, Inside the Operation That Beat COVID, The Critics and the Odds. I remember those press conferences, which had a lot of information in it, and it was just entertaining for President Trump as well, I think. But the media would just lose their minds. I mean, I'm sure you remember when the media was just going off on him for telling people to drink like bleach or Drano or whatever whatever the hell he said that he was telling people to drink. I mean, that was the level of... Um, journalism or quote-unquote journalism that was going on in the media when something really serious was going on here. Yeah, and, um, you know, if you look at it uh, objectively, Andy, and these are real statistics, the number of cases, hospitalizations, and fatalities from COVID during the Biden administration on a per-day basis exceeded those under President Donald Trump by 20 to 30 to 40 percent. So for all this centralization and mandates and bans and shutdowns that the Biden folks did, they wound up on a, on a per diem basis, on a per day basis, more fatalities, more hospitalizations, more cases. So, uh, you know, the media can disparage as much as they want President Trump, but his performance uh, during, and by the way, we didn't have vaccines. We didn't have therapeutics. We didn't know much about the virus in 2020. The Biden folks knew a hell of a lot more in 2021, and they still failed. That is very true. If Trump were had were to have been reelected, and Operation Warp Seed would have continued going on to try and battle this, uh, what do you think some of the differences would have looked like? Could we have saved more people going into the last two years here, year and a half? And uh, what would have been the differences looked like over the last few years? 
Yeah, the single biggest difference, Andy, is uh, Operation Warp Speed was not just about vaccines. It was about therapies as well. And when the Biden folks came in, because I talked to the folks who remained on, on the project after all the political pointings were thrown out, like me, uh, on January 20th. Um, but I talked to them and they said they shut down all investment in therapies um, and they put all their marbles in buying more vaccines and sending them overseas, right? Uh, we had a very balanced program that would have get, gotten American people successful therapeutics so that when they were hospitalized, they could be saved, not just trying to prevent the disease through vaccines, but actually curing people once they uh, were infected. That's the biggest single difference, and it's a real shame. And now you find them playing catch-up because Pfizer and Merck and a couple of others came out with some great therapeutics earlier this year. But guess what? They were approved by the FDA and said it's going to sit us for the people. manufacturer. That is unfortunate. We're talking with Paul Mango. Just about a minute left here before we have to take a break and wrap up here. But do you think the research would have continued when it came to, as you mentioned, some of the other stuff, including maybe the ivermectin or the hydroxychloroquine that got so much heat from the media as well and shut down? Would those research uh, or or at least looking into those would have been still on the table to at least help individuals if that were an option as well? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I think as time we're going to learn more the potential that those therapies had. Again, they were very much criticized by the media. Yeah. But hydroxychloroquine has been around for 50 years, and it was proven to be safe. Now, it may not have been as effective as people wanted it to be for against COVID, but it was safe. So why not try it? Uh, that was our attitude. You know, it's for malaria. People take it as a, as a preventive for malaria and uh, it's been going on for five decades so again i think as time goes on and the real numbers come in and research is completed on some of this we'll find out president trump was much more right than he was wrong on this stuff amen to that it's a warp speed inside the operation that beat covid the critics and the odds the book comes out in hardback on may 18th you can check it out paul mango we appreciate the time my friend let's get you back on again sometime soon the voice of reason hey thanks andy i really appreciate it appreciate it lots more coming up stay here Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Oh, there it is. We've got to get him back on the show again. Thanks again to Paul Mango, former Deputy Chief of Staff to the Department of Health and Human Services. Warp Speed, Inside the Operation that Beat COVID, the Critics and the Odds. That book comes out in hardback on May 18th. It is already out on the digital side. If you choose to purchase that book, we will get him back on the show. And we appreciate his time very much. Uh, yeah, the if you want to talk about truth, I mean, now I know that they're creating this whole disinformation governance board from Biden because they don't like anything that goes against their narrative. But that would be truth. We actually did do a lot of good in the first couple of years. And in fact, we did save a lot more people in the first couple of years or the first year of the pandemic during Trump's office than we ever did during Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden, they, they love these centralized, overpowering, let's have the government do everything as a blanket decision as opposed to states doing things based on their own needs. Uh, there, I guess we could do this as a mailbox thing. It's social media posts, and I think it created some conversation. So let's do this. What's in the mailbox? So I have to admit, this one is a little interesting. Uh, and I appreciate the comment, which you can leave on any of the social media sites. You can also email me, network at gmail.com, and we will read them. <laughs> um, I have to strongly disagree with this individual. Listener Ed, sorry, brother. Uh, There was no plan and no funding for states to distribute any vaccines. Pfizer and Moderna publicly said that Trump had nothing to do with... Oh, it just went away. Hold on. Let me see if I can get it back here. Can I get it back? It just disappeared on me. Um, Essentially going off saying that there was no plan for Trump to actually distribute the vaccines and that Biden distributed most of the vaccines when he got into office. That is just factually incorrect. The plan was already in place Biden just activated it when he got into office because if you remember, there were already vaccines starting to come out in December and January of 20 and 21, and Biden had already gotten the vaccine before he became president at the end of January. So there was already a plan. And then we saw a mass amount of people get the vaccine in March of 2020. You cannot tell me that the Joe Biden himself was sworn on January 20th, was working on a transition team to get into the White House, and then still laid out a plan for the largest uh, distribution of vaccines with no plan in in tail beforehand without any structure from Donald Trump and the prior administration, and then a month and a half later had the most amount of vaccines go out. It logically doesn't make sense. That's just absurd and stupid and ridiculous. And all the other comments that he had made about how Trump 
uh, didn't take it seriously. That's factually untrue as well. Uh, it, he actually shut down trade with China in February before the outbreak in March. And during the outbreak in March, when we did lock things down, you still had Nancy Pelosi and other Democrats doing parties, saying that it wasn't a big deal and that we shouldn't do anything. And they're out there without masks, not social distancing, not locking things down, not taking it seriously for the first month before they realized what it was actually like. So sorry, none of that's factually incorrect. And you, my friend, you are fake news. That, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Because the plans were already in effect. So, yeah, Operation Warp Speed was not just about the vaccines. It was also about getting resources to different states, which is why you had Democrat states not wanting to give Donald Trump credit for what was going on and trying to do their own thing. And then eventually, like he mentioned, I love that analogy was that they didn't the dog didn't want to come and eat the dog food. But in the morning, the dog food seemed to be gone where it went. I don't know. They didn't want to admit Trump actually had a plan that was working because they were so in the anti-Donald Trump zone mode, they refused to actually um, give him credit for anything, even during a global pandemic when we should have been like, hey, politics aside, let's do what's best to actually save people here. That didn't happen. It was all Trump's evil. Trump allowed it to happen. Trump didn't take it seriously when they're the ones out there partying. But... That's the way Democrats are. Again, they're the children that make their own rules and then do their own thing because the rules don't apply to them. They're the elite, and that's what we're seeing right now with the disinformation. Pretty soon, I'm not going to be allowed to even say that information and talk about Operation Warp Speed because it's going to be part of the quote-unquote misinformation board. And that's why we hear this. Uh, This is the kind of thing that you see in dictatorships, this Ministry of Truth, this Department of Propaganda. Yeah, it's going to be scary. That's what we're up against here. But you know what? We can prevail. We have to realize what truth actually is because there is an absolute truth. Two plus two does equal four, even though some say that it's not. And it's relative to whatever you feel it could be at that time. That's not true. We realize what truth is, and we have to continue to try and spread it the best that we possibly can. It is difficult. It's hard sometimes. And people are going to be yelling at us and calling us names for doing it. But by golly, we are going to stand our ground and do it because that's just the kind of people that we are. I don't know how to say anything else other than that. Because of that, the weekend's right around the corner, which means you need to enjoy the weekend and prepare for a whole nother week of shenanigans, as Joe Biden likes to say, of malarkey, because they're going to be spreading a lot of malarkey, if he can remember even how to say it, malarkey, by Monday. We'll see. It's kind of a day-to-day basis by now. Who knows? Maybe Kamala Harris will accidentally help him tie his shoe and he trips down the stairs at the White House by this weekend, because you know it's coming at some point and Kamala's itching to get behind that Oval Office desk. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. Until then... It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier. Have a wonderful weekend. Back at it on Monday with a lot of guests. We have some awesome stuff coming up on the show over the next week or two. Don't miss it. Until then, we'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions unreal 
religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course, yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.